What's up, everybody? This is Gary from Hoops and Cards. We are part of the NoOffSeason.com Sports Card Network and proud of it. Also, be sure to check out HoopsandCards.com for all of our information, links to our Discord, blog articles for the upcoming NBA season. And of course, shout out and thanks to our affiliates, Market Movers. You can save 20% after a free 14-day trial. Visit MarketMoversApp.com and use the promo code NOOFFSEASON. Whatnot, get a free $15 credit on Whatnot by joining through Whatnot.SportsCardStrategy.com. And Graybos, shout out to Graybos, get 10% off any purchase at Graybos.co by using the promo code STRATEGY2023. And now let's get down to business, the podcast of Hoops and Cards. You know, I poke bears. Um, I don't respect no one until they come and give me 40. What it is? Bones Island into Zubox and Zubox up and in. It's back to a 12-point lead. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. All right, Sixers, I see you. All right, Clippers. Finally, well, I shouldn't say finally. I'm glad they didn't let it drag on a long time into the season. Perhaps you heard the news. Like I did, I woke up to it. It was, uh, I don't know, early in the morning while a lot of us were still asleep here in the United States. Hey, welcome to Hoops and Cards, by the way. Uh, Gary, your host here, an instant reaction to the James Harden to the Clippers trade. Guys, we are part of the NoOffSeason.com Sports Card Network, and uh, one of the things we do is, A, try to keep a rhythm of podcasts and, and blog posts Stuff that's content that's relevant or meaningful to you and to me as collector and investor of NBA cards, NBA stuff. But guys, this is one of those episodes where you just kind of, uh, it's a moment. It's a big deal. It's sort of like the Damian Lillard trade a few weeks ago. I got to jump on and, and process this out with you, uh, my hoops and cards buddies, my chums, my pals, my cronies from around the planet. Uh, I am, as you might imagine, I feel like it's Christmas because I am not just, you know, kind of can evaluate what the, uh, what the Clippers did and what they gave up and how this big four might feel at first with Harden, Westbrook, Paul George, and Kawhi. That's, that is great. (laughs) That's great. If they were just like players on a 2K game, man, that team might score 200 points. I don't know. But, uh, but they're actual personalities that uh, are known to never be happy, whether it's winning or losing. These, these guys are never happy. And um, to put a bunch of unhappy guys together who need the ball and who are desperate to win, maybe, maybe they all realize it's their last chance to be relevant in the NBA and to add to their legacies a championship that only Kawhi Leonard of this group, I believe, has done. But... Uh, Here's the the breakdown. The Sixers gave up James Harden. They gave up P.J. Tucker. They gave up Philip Petrosev, who I'm not sure I had heard of. No offense to the Petrosev clan. But uh, in return, they got from the Clippers, Nick Batum, Marcus Morris, uh, Kenyon Martin Jr., and one other guy. Nick Batum, Marcus... Robert Covington. So, Bob Cove. Yeah. And what does that do... 
to those teams. Like, first of all, Philly in the process got an unprotected 28 first round pick. They got a pick swap in 29. They got uh, another first round pick coming to them from some other mystery team that we don't know about yet. But, uh, but yeah, here's the deal with this. What Philly is saying is we can't sit around and wait forever like we did with Ben Simmons. We're not going to sit around and wait and let this be a distraction over what should be another Joel Embiid MVP campaign and what should be a Sixers team that's gelling well under a new coach, Nick Nurse. Um, I have to believe he and some others within the organization were like, look, pushing for this. If James wants out, I, I'm not here for the James and Daryl Morey drama in the media every day. Let's let's move him. Let's get what we can. It's I don't know. Adrian Wojnarowski said this came back to a conversation again a few days ago. And I don't know who started it, but it might have been the Sixers. I think we'll hear more eventually. But but uh, as far as the Clippers go, th- this trade didn't involve Terrence Mann. It didn't involve Bones Highland. It didn't involve giving up a piece of their young backups core, whatever. Um, it also landed them PJ Tucker. Like I think that's an exciting ad for them to have a guy who could play alongside those big four. Um, instead of Zubats at times, PJ can stretch the floor. He's clutch. He can play some defense. Just don't expect him to do it for more than five minutes a night. And don't expect him to do it much. Um, he will show up when it matters. That's what I love about PJ. He will be a factor in May if they're still together. You know, if Russ hasn't demanded a trade before then, or if Harden hasn't, you know, gone AWOL. Um, I don't know. Guys, I uh, we wrote a blog post about it, and uh, you can check that out at hoopsandcards.com. Today, that is the, the new article. I break down for you, like, hey, how does this trade impact certain parties, players, the teams involved? Uh, I just wanted to do a reaction here with you and say, um, like, to, to sum this up, card-wise and career-wise, this is a moment that those of us who have been following Tyrese Maxey, I've been waiting for this. I've uh, been waiting for him to have three games like he just did and average 30-plus and show to the Sixers, the world, and anybody who cared to watch. Um, he can do this. He Not only he can do this, he should do this. Uh, when he was on the court with Harden, at times, it was Tyrese go stand in the corner while James dribbles for 18 seconds and then tries to pump fake and get a defender in the air so he can fall down and shoot three free throws. And um, it was it was it was so frustrating. If you are a basketball fan um, and you're not related to James Harden, it is so frustrating to watch that kind of basketball anymore. I, I grew last season to appreciate the genius of how, how good James Harden is at this, at, uh, at drawing fouls and at, at man, a fantastic passer, great three-point shooter. Don't hear me saying anything, but he could be the superstar addition that gives the Clippers some life and gives them a better regular season and a chance in the playoffs that they can stay healthy and stay together. All that stuff's great. He was just a problem in Philly. He was. And, uh, you know, it's good that Daryl Morey, it's good that the Sixers were able to kind of kind of cut their losses and say, all right, we don't need to have man, we don't need to have Highland, 
We just we just need whatever you're willing to give us, picks, players, expiring contracts. Like, let's just get this thing done. It didn't, you know, it didn't hurt that the Clippers had struggled in the first few games, too. It didn't hurt that Kawhi and Paul George are not guys. These guys aren't in their prime anymore. Now, they are capable of some tremendous things still, but um, they they needed this trade. They needed this vote of confidence from Clippers uh, management, and they needed this trade because, man, someone else to run the offense. Because Russ can do it, by the way. Russ can do it, but he is not a threat to shoot from the outside like James Harden is. And it's great to have both of these players here. I, it would be, I can't even imagine what it's going to be like watching uh, Phoenix against these guys or Golden State against these guys or the Lakers against these guys. The, the problem is, um, I think a lot of these teams were built as though their their owners think it's six years ago. It's not. It's not. You can't just assemble four aging veterans that like to shoot and assume that you're going to win stuff. Um, Denver is a beautiful, dominant, complementary team. They're awesome. There is no chance... The Clippers have no chance to unseat Denver, a healthy Denver. The Phoenix Suns have zero chance of beating Denver in a seven-game series. The Lakers, no way. Mm-mm. So I think I think the West, they, they may be all panicking. They may be all realize, oh, shoot, we're playing for second place unless we, and they think the we is, okay, let's go get Chris Paul. Let's go get Bradley Beal. Let's go get, let's go get James Harden. Um, that's not going to, it's not going to, that's going to help improve your team. And I'm sure there are more deals ahead, but that's not going to help you when your best players can't match up against Denver's players. It's really, it's really the Joker. Absolutely dominant. He's the player of the week in the West, but the Eastern conference player of the week. I also just found out is Tyrese Maxey back to basketball cards just for a minute. Um, I have said before that the sky is the limit for Tyrese Maxey. I have bought uh, over 200 of his cards and rookie cards. I've got autos. I've got graded. I finally bit the bullet and bought a Silver Prism PSA 10 rookie that I noticed the last couple are selling for 300. I got mine for 180 like a month ago. Shout out to Dr. Chad Gill, who we are going to do a, a podcast recording. I think it's tomorrow. Uh, Chad, but but here's here's the deal. Um, it's not too late. Um, I'm not pump and dump guy. I'm not trying to sell any of my Tyrese Maxis. In fact, I I look at him and he's one of a, a a dozen guys you hear me talk about for a while on this show that I'm like this this was one of the moves. A young player that can score that's ready to for a larger role when when the lead guy. Or the old guard gets traded, or 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 this young guy gets a chance on his brand new team. Like, watch out! There there is a whole new level that he is that that's that's there for the taking. Now, if if Philly had acquired another super guard that was going to take a lot of Tyrese's shots, read Tyler Hero, you know, read Zach Levine, uh, read. I don't know, Fred Van Vliet. I don't care. Emmanuel quickly. Like they didn't add any guards in this trade. <laughs> they, they didn't add any ball handlers in this trade. They could have, 
right? They could have insisted on Bones Highland. They could have insisted on, we're not doing this deal with the Clippers. We're going to do it with somebody like the Knicks or somebody uh, like Toronto, Oklahoma City, that could get us some scoring in a deal, New New, uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Like, there, there were probably possibilities the Sixers had to get, even though they weren't going to get equal value for what Harden can still do on the court, they could have got some shooters. They could have got some scoring. No offense to you, Marcus, KJ, Bob, or... Um, it's hard naming four players in a row, Marcus Morris. It really is. So maybe I need a break. We'll be back in a minute. What's up, Hoops and Cards? I'm Paul Hickey, co-host of the Sports Card Strategy Show right here on the NoOffSeason.com Sports Card Network. Don't forget to check out all the other great content we have on the network by visiting nooffseason.com. And of course, check out all the great content Gary's putting out at hoopsandcards.com. All right, everybody, here's Hoops and Cards. I'm, I'm back. Hoops and Cards is back. And, uh, you know, sometimes the, the trade works out well for both teams involved. I think it means a lot to the Clippers to go all in and give up some contracts and some picks to say we are committed to this generation of the Clippers winning. Harden, Paul George, Kawhi, Russell Westbrook, they had to take the chance. They had to. And it wasn't like there were a lot of other stars out there available for a trade that the Clippers could actually afford. I like the deal for the Clippers. Don't hear me saying that I don't. I do. If they get the Harden that maybe you guys remember a couple years ago, down the stretch when it was Harden, Kyrie, and Durant on the court, and Harden uh, put up MVP numbers for at least half the season where he was averaging 10, 11, 12 assists a game. If they get that James Harden, watch out. I mean, unless you're Denver, watch out. That, That team, if they get that version of... James Harden. And if they get a Westbrook who's able to take a second scoring fiddle to all these people, I don't know why fiddles. Anyway, if, if they get players that are willing to, to set their egos aside, like PJ Tucker, and bring their hard hat and their lunchbox to work and just say, look, guys, we want to win whatever Kawhi won in Toronto and San Antonio. We want a chip. We want, we want James Harden, Westbrook, Paul George. We will do whatever it takes to win a championship. Uh, if that happens, then they'll still lose to Denver in six, but they have a chance. I'm not going to rule that out. I think it's a good move for the Clippers. It was the best move they could make. And they didn't give up Terrence Mann or Bones Highland, and I'm shocked. Uh, maybe Philly said, we don't want Bones Highland. He looks too much like Tyrese Maxey, and we would get confused on the court on who is who. They had, for the while, they, had, they looked like the same person um, maybe Tyrese has put on enough muscle now that they, he looks different, but uh, I digress. I like card value. I like the deal for Embiid. I like the deal for Maxi. Those two guys. But here's here's how I identified Maxi a couple years ago, and some of you could be like, "Yeah, I know where he's going with this." A young guy 
who plays with energy, who can score from outside, who drives to the basket, whose team believes in him, uh, who's young. You know, Terrence Mann came into the league at like 24, 25. No, Maxi came in at 19. Come in, young dudes, Jalen Duran. Oh man, there's some young guys busting out right now. Jalen Duran, Jalen Johnson. Basically, if your name is Jalen, look out, homies. Like, there's, there's a Jalen in your town. We were trying to make a list of all the NBA teams with Jalens on them. We got Jalen Brunson, Jalen Green, Jalen McDaniels, Jalen Duran, Jalen Brown. Go Boston. Like Jalen Brown went off last night. So if you have a Jalen, I think you're doing pretty well. If you if you just want to collect Jalens, I'm not going to fault you for that. Uh, but Maxi fits that bill that that I have I've singled out or I've said that guy a I enjoy like personally enjoy collecting these players and b I think they have potential to get everybody's attention in the NBA and if they do that if they can do that then the card market will sometimes follow all right and uh that's what I think has happened with Tyrese I think it's gonna keep happening certainly has happened with the guys we knew about coming into the league the big pops for Ja Morant LaMelo Ball, Cade Cunningham, Anthony Edwards, there are players, um, all of them are are almost as good as Tyrese Maxey. Players like that, that came into the, did you hear what I did there? Players that came into the league and, and like they're young, they can score, their teams love them, they're fun to watch, card market, uh, when they know, when the card market knows about them, <clears throat> right? Now, Memphis may have started 0-3, but they'll figure this out. Desmond, Bain, and Jaron Jackson Jr. played incredible last night. Bain's on fire right now anyway. Cam Thomas is the, is the exact kind of player I'm talking about right now. I don't know if the Brooklyn Nets are a playoff team. I don't know if they're going to play him at this role starting for the rest of the season if they can handle it defensively. He's not a good defender. But if you had to pick a guy next to him to start guarding somebody and make an impact on defense... It's Mikel Bridges. If you had to pick a rim protector to put with that guy and let him just freelance and shoot and take risks on defense and, and run out on the fast break, if you had to put a rim protector behind him, it's probably Nick Claxton or Daron Sharp. Cam Thomas has loads of potential. Loads. Young players like that. So um, if you want to pick one and target them with me and say, all right, I'm gonna, I, I think this guy can do it. I think this young, you know, whether it's a, somebody that we all know, like Cade, or somebody that we don't know, like Jaden Hardy of Dallas, a young, energetic scoring guard. I, I wonder, you know, this is a this is a next step for Tyrese Maxey's team trusting him to run the offense and score a bunch. It's his Jalen Brunson moment. It's clearly his. He's got the keys. I put it this way. The offense revolves around Embiid, but it runs on Maxi. It runs on Maxi. One of the, the, some teams that I'm concerned, they've got guys that the lineup is hurting their potential to develop. And let me say this. um, Emmanuel quickly should be starting. (laughs) Like if your team needs a point guard and you don't mind overpaying for someone who's going to be awesome for the next eight years, Emmanuel quickly is your guy. Go get him. If you're the Knicks, don't trade him. I understand that. Cavaliers. Oh, I went to a Cavs game this past week. You guys knew about that, that, that game against uh, 
man, to see Shea Gilgis Alexander, there's another one. That is exactly the kind of player I'm talking about, you guys. But you don't wait till he's an MVP candidate to buy him. You say, Shea Gilgis Alexander was putting up 25, 5, and 5 two and a half years ago on a team that wasn't winning yet, but they had all these picks and they had Chet Holmgren and Jalen Williams and and now, man, Kaysan Wallace or whatever his name is. Like, they've got some dudes. Oklahoma City looks great. I wonder if a guy like Darius Garland needs to be uh, where he can be the show, where he can be the guy. Some of us thought Darius has the potential to be the next Steph Curry. Not if he's standing around watching Donovan Mitchell, you know, take the team to the first round of the playoffs every year. That might be another one to watch, people. But um, my instant reaction is good deal, Philly. Good deal, Clippers. Great for Tyrese Maxey. Great for Joel Embiid. Uh, this this frees them up to make another move. Don't hear me say they're going to unseat Milwaukee or Boston. They're not. They need to make another move or two. And the thing is, they know it. They know it. This was, this was also a, a philosophical shift of, look, guys, um, we are not into the, hey, let's let slow old dudes walk around the court while, you know, the whole the energy leaves the building. P.J. Tucker wasn't a fit. I'm sorry. And James Harden wasn't a fit in, in today's NBA, in the new NBA. So Sixers, uh, Philly fans, card investors, I think there's another move coming. And I like speculate, what, what fun would it be if they could put a wing, a do-everything wing, on that team that wouldn't take Tobias's spot. Maybe you slide Tobias to the four and, and he plays four a lot anyway, but like you got Embiid on the court. You've got Maxi on the court. I like DeAnthony Melton on the court. I like Ubre. I like Tobias, but what if you brought in a stud that also needs a change of scenery that you could get? Cause now you got all these extra picks. You've got some players and expiring contracts and you you got other teams in the league that might have a big name or a big wing that could be interested in a move. I'm not going to say Brandon Ingram. He's maybe too ball dominant, and I can't see David Griffin giving up on him just yet. But I am going to say Pascal Siakam. I am going to say that would be, and I'm a Siakam guy too, but that would be an incredible fit. Oh, Keldon Johnson from the Spurs could be a very good fit. They're not doing that. They're going with the youth movement. They're fun to watch right now already, man. Wemby, have you seen him? Chet Holmgren looking really good. Jalen Duran on fire. All those boards, and he's, what, 20? That's a, that's a guess right there that's looking good. Uh, but no, if, if Philly could land, even DeMar DeRozan, if they could land a wing that's willing to do all the things, that's helping Tyrese and Kelly Oubre space the floor, Embiid's still the, <laughs> the bread and butter, right? But you've got some more flavor. You've got some more scoring around them and Siakam can do anything. Ironically, he's from Cameroon and so is Joel Embiid. So that would be fun if you like to root for Cameroon in the NBA. All right, guys, that is all I got. I would love to hear your takes on the trade on James Harden as a card investment, his 2009 uh, tops PSA 10 rookies that are, that that's the boringest card ever. It's just dudes in a white t-shirt. The Steph Curry rookie, it's a great card investment or collection piece. It's just a weird, bland look, and it's hard to find it in a PSA 10. But James Harden, yeah, 
he's a Hall of Famer. I don't know if the Clippers thing will work out. I think they had to try this. For the Sixers, it was addition by subtraction, and they added picks, players, frontline guys that'll help the rotation. And I like, I didn't even say this yet, I like K.J. Martin. Kenyon Martin Jr., or the third, or whatever he is, he could wind up being a starter and eventual replacement for Tobias. He's a different type of scorer, but I like Martin a lot. So I like this trade for Philly. Love it for Tyrese Maxey, the Eastern Conference Player of the Week. His first, and I think it's the first of many. Hope you guys have an awesome week. Give me a shout out on Instagram, at Hoops and Cards, at Hoops and Cards, or email me, Gary at Hoops and Cards. Tell me where you are listening from. Who do you think the Sixers should get, or are you even investing in any of these players? Like, are you buying any of this? I'd love to hear what your takes, what your strategy are. And uh, we will talk again soon. Maybe there'll be another trade later this week. Peace. In about 15 minutes, you're either going to be very right or very wrong, brother. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. It means a lot that you would listen to our podcast and take some time. Love for you to follow up by checking us out at hoopsandcards.com. Remember, we are part of the nooffseason.com sports card network. Thrilled about that, and they bring us so many resources as basketball card collectors and investors, like our partnership with Market Movers. You guys can save 20% on this great resource after that free 14-day trial. Just check out marketmoversapp.com and use the promo code NOOFFSEASON. And whatnot, you get a free $15 credit on whatnot. Who, who turns down free money? I, I don't. But you join through whatnot.sportscardstrategy.com. And then, of course, Graybos. Get 10% off any purchase at graybos.co by using the promo code STRATEGY2023. Friends, thanks so much for listening. I hope you'll tune in next time as we continue overview and encouragement for you, the basketball card collector and investor here at Hoops and Cards. Have a great week. See ya. Kind of hunting these rhinos.